GZM Shows and the creators of Six Minutes are rolling out their newest audio adventure with the podcast Discovering Dad. A cautious single dad with a secret past and his rebellious kids embark on a thrilling quest complete with hidden treasure, villains, and a family curse. New episodes of Discovering Dad roll out weekly starting June 11th on Apple Podcasts. Follow the show so you never miss an episode. Or listen early and ad-free as a GZM Show subscriber. Go to gzmshows.com to learn more. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hey everyone, it's Malls. Welcome to episode 58 of Please Advise. Christina Lopez, how are you, girl? I'm much better at a cold this week, but I'm almost completely better. That's right, you had a summer cold, girl. I felt bad for you. Yeah, I was going around my office, so that's... That's what you get for working around other humans. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Was I a good friend to you this week when you were sick? Yeah, I think so. You offered if I needed anything, but I'm usually just like, you know. No, like, I know you proud. don't want it. I've always said you would drive yourself to your own abortion and then like listen to this American life in the parking lot after to just like chill it out. Or you'd maybe just like go home and you wouldn't tell anyone. You'd be gone for two weeks and then we'd see you and you'd be like all fucking emotionally destroyed. And I'd be like, what's wrong, girl? And you'd no, be like, it oh, would, nothing. It would be like, oh, we went away for a weekend somewhere in like Santa Barbara when we were <gasps> oh. in, our, in our mid 40s. And I had been drinking like an entire bottle of wine and it just came out. That's when it would happen. That you would tell me? Yeah. Well, no, I know you would lie to me. That's what I'm saying. You would come <laughs> back and I, no, we would. I wouldn't lie to you. It would just be a, sort of a lie of by omission. I, I just feel wouldn't like say that's anything. definitely, that should be a movie. Like, all these girlfriends go um, like Julia Roberts, Meryl Streep, like uh, Tony Collette, maybe Tony Collette. In the I mix. love Tony Collette. I mean, I love her. She's fantastic. Um, Diane Weist, perhaps. Yes. And they like all go, Weist. they're girlfriends from something. I don't know. Maybe like a Diane Lane. They met in AA. Yeah. And then Wait, they all they're go- all white actresses. Like, can we get like a couple actresses? Fandy Newton. Color? Okay. Fandy's in the mix. Yeah. And maybe- then. Um, I, I would love to see Vivica. I always enjoy her. <laughs> but I feel like maybe there's an unknown. Um, I, can't, I feel bad because I don't remember the actress's name, but the woman who played the mom in Selena. Oh, yeah. I don't know her name. Yeah. She was good, though. She's Yeah, she's on an ABC family show. And God. She, her name escapes me, but she was dope, and she, I think she would be good in that movie. Girl, can I tell you something really embarrassing? I actually am getting very emotionally overwhelmed just thinking about it right now. My face is getting hot. Okay, so I was, when you said Selena, it reminded me that I had a really, because Selena, I have really embarrassing emotions about. It's like really emotionally affects me, that story. I, I feel that way about Aaliyah. Yeah. I'm not, I, I, I wasn't the same for Aaliyah. Selena, for some reason, is so. Aaliyah and Lisa <laughs> Left Eye Lopez. But I don't think they also, I don't think they got proper movies, which is why it's the biopic that I'm really into. Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> Selena really hit home. I'm from Texas, Houston. Oh, that's so right. This is she you guys was the queen of that. Me. You know what I mean? The the time that she died, like '95, she had sold out a huge arena, the Astrodome. The Astrodome, yes. And I remember, I was probably in like second or third grade, and I remember my mom telling me that she died. Yeah. You know, that was very emotional for a lot of adults. I remember that. Very culturally important artist. Did Salute. you? She's very, very culturally important. Huge. 
and she has um she still has her store. What do you mean? What story? She, okay, so in the movie, it's kind of like a, they don't really drive it home enough, but Selena had like a fashion line and she had her own storefront. I kind of remember that. Yeah, and I guess her store still exists. And wow. I know that they have a statue. Like I've a seen the statue. I want to go to that. I wanted to drive to that when I lived Yo, in Texas. Yo, no lie. Never got together. The but. statue of Selena has a fat ass. Really? I swear <laughs> to God, it's so accurate. Normally you would think, you know, statue maker would be totally square and just give her a little flat butt. It was true to life. Yeah, well, that's good. I think that's very important. Well, I know the family had to approve that, and I don't think they would have let a flat-ass Selena go out there. Hey, if my daughter ever <laughs> dies early and has a fat ass, I'm making sure that it's represented in the media from now that's on. That's beautiful. <laughs> that's really beautiful. Our family legacy will still be here, you did. You guys, um, that's our guest, Fat Tony, by the way. Fat Tony, I was, I was about to tell a story about how I cried um, today at the supermarket. Oh, really? Yeah, because... Well, Very do cool. you ever just like see something that like sets you off on a real journey? What kind of journey? Okay, so I saw a woman and she I've seen her there a lot of times and she was offering a $20 coupon if I signed up for a Ralph's credit card today. And I had to decline politely, but I've seen her there many times before. She's a white lady with like very um her bangs are very tight on her forehead. <laughs> mm. And then she has, I, I don't know how to describe them, like Coolio braids. Age? Uh, maybe in her 60s. Oh. And she has dark brown dyed hair that does not match her skin. So it's very, it's like, it's just, it's like her skin is old and white and pale. And then she has this really beautiful dark hair that's in a very strange style. And uh, maybe she's a juggalo. Well, maybe, but I, so I really, they don't like, age. I wanted to laugh at her in my, in my heart. My heart immediately went to a place of, oh, that's funny. That's different from me. But then I was like, Molly, that could be you. Like, and what if I don't have any kids or if I have kids and they fucking hate me? I think about and that. And I all work the time. at the supermarket and I look fucking crazy and no one tells me because they're all scared of me because even my own kids hate me. Well, I feel like if your kids hate you and you're hella depressed, you should really do whatever you want. Especially yeah. if you're hella old, you know, you like kind of know that your life's a little limited or at least not as free as it once was. Do what you want to do. I think there's a very fine line between like being liberated and like not giving any fucks about your own life anymore to the point where you're true. Just, you know what I mean? It's it, just like it can you be give detrimental. Up all hope. Do not confuse the two. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a very fine line of like giving up all hope. And then, like, not giving any fucks. It's a very fun. I mean, I don't, I don't know if having Coolio hair is uh, giving up all hope, but shit, maybe it is. It's giving up all hope of ever you work laid at again. Ralph's every day. You wake up, put your hair into Coolio hair, comb your bangs down to your forehead, and um, go, walk to work knowing that your children fucking hate you, and you're gonna eat Thanksgiving alone again this year. Um, so Tony, what we but do doesn't here is that happen for some of us now. Even yeah. At, even at the age that we're at. Mm, yeah. yeah. No, I've totally but I don't feel like on. it's manageable mm. at our age. Like when you're old, it's you really it hard. Away. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. You just drink it all away. I know. I know. But like, I guess they old people don't feel like that's fun anymore. I feel like that's usually the vibe I get. Or maybe they're just permanently drunk so they can't get any more drunker. So it's like, uh, I'm just floating. They're always like kind of on Coasting. a good one. Yeah. Um, so, Tony, I asked you. Uh, Last night I asked you, by the way. So it's like, okay, if you didn't do it. Three reasons okay. why you're qualified to give advice. Did you bring them? Yeah, of course. Okay. First reason is I'm smart. 
Second reason is I've experienced a lot. And third, I really listen. Okay. All right. Now I'm going to ask you your questions back. Okay. Who is your biggest hero as a child? As a child? What age? Any age. The most memorable hero of your childhood. Damn. As a little kid, as like a real little kid, like I'm talking like maybe six, seven, eight years old, I really wanted to make movies. And I thought that I would be like a movie director. So I would write these little fake scripts, like just doodles really, and I would use action figures to like act out movies. And I made up this this movie called Don't Wake Me When I'm Cranky because I was tired <laughs> about going to school. I like still found this all written out. And my biggest hero at the time was Jim Carrey because he was a huge star in the mid-90s. It was totally slapstick funny, and I wanted to put him in, like, every movie. So he was probably my first hero. Then moving on, it was music and stuff. Like, I was a big fan of Nas when I was, like, 12 or 13. I was a big fan of Tribe Called Quest in high school, big fan of E-40, big fan of Prince. I would say Prince is probably my biggest hero as of now. Oh, yeah. Prince is the best. Best artist. I would do anything to hang out with Prince. I like Prince so much that I don't even really want to like do music with him. I just want to chop up game and just learn and just keep him doing what he does. I understand that. I respect that. I feel like there's certain people in my field that I feel that way about, but I would just want to like hang out and see if he'd want to like massage me and talk and stuff. He probably would. Yo, I heard he likes to give his girlfriends a bath. Like that's a, oh, that's, that's nice. That's, we're, that's we were speaking about something a scenario similar to that earlier. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Tony, what's something that makes you cry? Hella good music, hella good art, period. Like, all my life, I've been emotionally open to anything cool, especially music. And I'm not afraid to laugh when a song makes me laugh, cry when a song makes me cry, get upset when it makes me get upset, get happy when it makes me get happy, whatever feeling that the song's trying to send to me. If it does it right, I'll totally abide by it. That's I'm, beautiful. I'm not afraid to Very like, evolved. express myself to music. What was the last song that made you cry? Man, I was listening to this Nas song yesterday, New York State of Mind Part 2. It's from an album he uh, put out in uh, 99. And it's like it's the, the song is like a sequel to a song from that Illmatic yeah. album. And there's a part in it where he's talking about like, you know, growing up and how he like started off with like six six friends one friend gets, gets killed one friend snitches on him one friend goes to jail one friend changes their life and at the end of the verse he's like all i got in the end is two of my best friends and we all going to war to the death of these ends and it sounds simple but it really it, it really hit me because i feel it as a young man and as an artist you know what i mean coming up and like music starting out as a kid i had so many peers so many friends that made music with me or there's some form of business with me. And over the years, I've seen them fall off till there's just a few of us. And we still persevere. I love that. You're a very uh, sensitive guy. I enjoy that about you. I mean, I gotta be. I'm just being honest. That's very true. I mean, you're an artist, so you have to tap into that. So I guess it has to be on a surface level at some point. So it's not, I don't know. That's the whole point of being an artist, is being honest. Even if it's a mistake. You know what I mean? Like there's sometimes we're doing a recording or during a show, I'll stumble over a word or I might actually trip or something, you know, but that's life. That's kind of like, you know, music is, is kind of like a conversation. Sometimes when we talk, that, that conversation might trail off. Sometimes you might stammer. Sometimes you might mispronounce a word. And I think that all needs to be represented in music, too, at least my music.
That's awesome. So wait, so when your music, I mean, when your art is very autobiographical, my my writing has always been pretty, like from a very personal place. There's a lot of things I won't touch, though, from my life. Is there anything from your life that you will, like, that's too sacred to incorporate and it's something that you... Man, there is. And I've been really thinking about this for, for years now. Like, when I was making my last album, like, like when, when I was in the writing process of it, before even recording it, my grandma passed away. And I felt like I should be able to put this in my music, but I never found a proper place for it. But I did write, like I journaled about it, and I wrote a rock song with like a band I have on the side for fun. I like wrote a piece of music after I left her funeral, but I didn't have any words to match. And I feel like, you know, maybe that was something that I could only get out through notes rather than through lyrics at at that time. But I look back at it now and be like, you know, that that could change. I could write about that one one day. There's always room for, a, you know. Were you and your grandmother very close? Yeah, very close. We like lived together my whole life. Yeah, my grandmother and I relate that too. And the, that my grandmother and grandfather died six days and six hours apart. And like, really? I didn't even think they loved each other that much, to be honest. Like, that's how strong their love was, that it was like silent. Dude, that's so crazy because recently a, a friend of mine, her her mom passed away. Yeah. And then like two weeks later, her dad passed away. Yeah. And they're totally separated. They, they live in different countries even. It wow. was so bizarre. Yeah. And it, it's, well, I mean, I don't even think it, it kind of, it's, it's bizarre in the sense that it proves to you that you do have a weird fucking connection with people you're not even with at any totally. given time. Like there's always invisible cords out in the universe of people that you're tethered to. And it's just, it's wild. Yeah. Um, I, uh, yeah, though, I, I changed as a person, I think, after my grandparents died a lot. Do you feel that your life, like, markedly changed, or do you think it just was a new chapter? It was the first time that I felt like someone could really die. Yes. Because I've been to funerals, like like a relative's funeral, but I didn't really have, like, young friends of mine pass away. I've had maybe, I think I've had one friend that was, like, my age pass away young, right? yeah. And even then, I wasn't super close to them. But my, my grandma, someone that I literally see every day, day in, day out for my entire life, that's like, whoa, she's gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a real, That's that gives me chills. It's a really deep way of putting it. Because it's true. Death seems abstract your whole life until that one first big loss. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that sucks. And then it takes a while to like, settle into the fact that you never really get over it you just move on from it totally but you know when when it comes to like my music and the autobiographical thing i don't really look at my music like like that some of my songs are about me some of the songs are made up stories some of the songs are about friends some of the songs are about some of my song like tv but all in all it's just still trying to communicate something very real yeah yeah. And I mean, I think, yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't think you're sharing your diary, but I no, think I'm that it, it's like, you know, it's themes. Like you bring in those themes. That's how, I, I don't know how There are people that feel it, that man. way, like, especially in like rap. There's like lots of people that feel like your lyrics and your subject matter has to be absolutely true to you. Mm -hmm. I think that it should be, but not in the sense that it's directly 
about your life, but but it should be true to whatever you want to express. Absolutely. Well, so, that's yeah. a difference. Sometimes that, that thought process, I think, can be a hindrance to a lot of artists. 100%. Yeah. Well, that's like, the, uh, that's like getting to write animation or something where all of a sudden it's like you don't have to worry about sets or like how you can film that or like what that would look like. You can literally just make anything as crazy as you want and make it your own world as opposed to having to live in what other people's vision of what a world is, I think. Okay, so we have this game called Do You Fear That? I think you can learn a lot about a person from their fears. Um, before we give people Ooh. advice, we got to know your heart, man. Answers are yes and no. You can feel free to elaborate. Um, being naked in front of someone who's angry with you. If it's my girlfriend, I'm not afraid. If it's a stranger, I would be afraid. <laughs> well, I got naked at a spray tan after the spray tan lady screamed in my face. And I and like <laughs> kind of, well, no, psych. She didn't scream in my face. She verbally assaulted me over text. And then I got what? naked in front of her like five minutes later. And Mine I was late to the appointment. That's why. Oh. It's a, I here nor there, here nor there, and so, but then, <laughs> so I rolled up very apologetic, and I and I was like, I can go home, and she was like, No, come up. So I went up to her place, and I had to get spray tanned by someone who was very angry with me just mere moments earlier. How angry was she on a scale of one to ten? She was like. What kind of person does this? I don't even know Jackie Johnson. Don't ever bother calling me for a spray tan again. And I was like, ah! Wow. <laughs> well, did you do a shit job? Or was it good? She was cute. She's cute. I like her a lot. She's a really, really cool girl. And uh, she, she needs some anger management. You know what, though? I hear this is what it is. She's a girl on her hustle who has people like fucking everyone from porn stars to club girls to everyone in this game blowing her off whenever they don't want to go to their appointment. Word. And she's like running a business out of her house. She's got fucking bills to pay. Yeah. I understood. I was like, girl, I was like, let me just one on one with you right now. Not only do I want to have you on my podcast, I actually should just give her phone number. I'll, uh, I'll include <laughs> that on Twitter uh, to deep space. Oh, am I scared of deep space? <laughs> I didn't. I just thought you were being cute. Um, no. Like she was just staring at I'm you. Not and scared, going deep I'm not space. scared of deep space. <laughs> oh, I think it's terrifying. Are you scared of, of dying? Yes, I don't want to die. Specifically, we can confirm that. Specifically in deep space. I definitely don't want to die in deep space. Like I at least want to die in like the U.S. Shit. Do you want to know my whole problem with the movie Gravity? Is I thought that bitch was so stupid to not want to die in space. I was like, why would you try that hard to get back to Earth? I'd be so yeah. happy. Yeah. I'd be so you were just happy. at the first sign of like you you'd, just you'd like, be so happy. You would just you would just take the helmet you, off. I told like, you, I lean in. I'd be like, I'm here. I've I've waited my whole life to get to space. Why wouldn't I want to die here? That's hard to go to space. I waited my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You have to try really hard to be an astronaut. Okay, fire. Fire? Yeah, man, I had, a, I had a house fire when I was like a little kid right before Christmas. And That's Christmas really scary. And Christmas was fucking canceled. Wait, yeah, how badly like did the house burn? It was a two-story house. The entire second story burned down. So the foundation was there. We had, we had to live somewhere else for like a year or two. And then we saved up enough money to rebuild the house and move back in. Oh, my God. That's traumatic. It's fucking whack. I don't think right I know anyone Christmas, that's ever happened being a little to. kid, dude, we lost everything. We lost all my baby pictures, everything. That we oh, owned. my God. That's terrible. All, I don't... all my textbooks. The fucking school made me buy textbooks again. It was whack. 
The school made you buy textbook? That's fucked, it's actually. I, I want to go back in time and buy your books for you. That's fucked. Thank you. <laughs> Food in countries you've never been to. Am I afraid of them? Yeah. Are you Hell no. I love eating food that I've never had, and I especially love going to countries I've never been to. That's beautiful. I love it. Where I the love dark place you want to go to? Being you- a, I, I would love to go to Nigeria because I'm half Nigerian, and I've, I've never been. I'd love to go to London because i got family there, and I've never been. Probably my number one place to go in my life is Tokyo. I've always Me wanted to go too. to Japan. Mm-hmm. I've got a cousin that's about to move there. He's going to be an English teacher. I'm about to go crash with him and fucking get it in. But traveling and <laughs> touring and going to different countries, different cities, that's my favorite part of being yeah. a musician. I love performing and traveling. And to do them both at once, it's a fucking match made in heaven for me. That's amazing. The dark. I I was afraid of the dark as a little kid, but I'm not now. That's and good. and I think back to it, and I'm like, why was I afraid of the dark? There's nothing out there. But as a kid, my imagination was going crazy about yeah. about the made up stuff. Because you don't know not to believe everything yet. Like yeah. for all you know, space and time could collapse as soon as the lights go out, and there's totally. gremlins and creatures. It was crazy. As as like a kid, I would watch like the Child's Play Chucky movies, and I would know that it's fake. Like like like, like I knew that it's a movie, but in the back of my head, I was like, "But what if just this one time it really happens?" You know what ruined my fucking life? Candyman. That shit oh ruined my, God. my I was so scared life. Of my my brother had a. I don't know if you remember this, but there was a little doll called My Doll Buddy, and he was like about three feet tall. Uh-huh. And he looked and dressed exactly like Chucky, except he had blonde hair instead of red hair. Wow. And one of my cousins had it. My older brother borrowed it from my cousin. And in the middle of the night, he set it up at the foot of my bed and just like lightly like caressed my face and like hid. <laughs> so I woke up and the doll was staring back at me. Dude, <laughs> I would have screamed. I did. I screamed. I lost I it. I would have fucking screamed. <laughs> that's when everything turned for you, yeah, I bet. That's when I lost all trust in people. <laughs> Unexpectedly seeing a naked adult. Um... Depends on the context. Because I've walked in on people naked and been happy. (laughs) And I've walked in on people naked and quickly shut the door. So it all depends. But generally, I would say I'm generally not afraid. Okay. Generally speaking, I'm not afraid. Like if... Like, if I left the room and I came back and everyone here was just naked, I'd be real chill about it. But what about if you were naked? I'd probably get naked just just to fit in. Okay, cool. Uh, Clowns? Man, another fear as a kid. There was this movie that came out when I was little called Attack of the Killer Clowns. And it's like a total comedy horror movie. But as a kid, it scared the shit out of me. True. They're terrifying. I thought clowns were like... Plus, I never went to like a circus, so I didn't have like an interaction with like a, a real life clown. <laughs> right. But I always thought, like, what if I see a clown? Is it gonna be like these clowns or not? Nah? Can I tell you something? Seeing in a, a clown in real life does not soften the blow. If anything, it's even creepier. Clowns are kind of just like they low key evil looking. Like, what's you know wrong what I mean? with them? They're like, why? Demonic. Yeah, they are. No, they're menacing. <laughs> Sleeping alone. Nah, I actually prefer it, to be honest. I love sleeping alone. That's nice. Uh, Getting caught talking to yourself in the car? Eh, I don't give a fuck. I'm not scared of it. (laughs) Little person porn? I'm not afraid, but I'm not intrigued. Okay. Germs? 
<laughs> Molly says that no, she's I'm not afraid. <laughs> Residual. But, but my dad is like a huge germaphobe type dude, always washes his hands. And really? Shit. Yeah. I feel like that's way. not so much of our parents' generation. So your dad's kind of like a trailblazer in that way. Really? Boy, shit, he's he just Danny born. Tanner on that might house, have to do with it. Yeah. Uh, saying a new word out loud for the first time. What'd you say? Saying a new word out loud for the first time. No, because I don't really fuck with anybody that would judge me for saying the word wrong. Right. So I'm not afraid. Being the only person in your friend group who doesn't understand the movie you just saw? I kind of don't like that. No, because, why would you? Because I feel like the whole point of seeing a movie with your friends is to talk about it later. Yeah. And if you don't get it, it's like, dog, I just wasted my time. Like, I'm so confused and low-key kind of embarrassed. Oh, I'd I'm, be so embarrassed. I'm not ashamed because it's not my fault. I, I did nothing wrong, but I'm a, I'm a little bit, like, embarrassed. Like, damn, am I missing something? Yeah. Maybe I, like, got up to pee during the movie and, like, something crucial happened. That's my weakness is I have to stop wearing my ego like that because that's something that would like that would deflate me. Like I just oh, yeah. feel like I'm gonna go home. Um, first dates, man. I'm I'm I kind of don't fuck with them only because I don't really like eating with people I don't know. Hate it. I, I hate know. It. I hate it. Right. I hate it so much. By the way, everyone says like coffee dates now, and it's like I don't want to drink coffee with a stranger. Like I legitimately need to get fucked up in order for this to work. Yeah. I can't drink. I like. I was I, I was tricked into a coffee date once. This girl asked me to go and get coffee with her, and I thought nothing of it. We were just hanging out. It was when I just met her, and then. I was leaving and another girl I knew saw me there and, and, and she texted me later like, yo, I saw you on that date earlier. And then I was like, wait, was I on, on a date for real? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you were on a date. But yeah, no no first date eating for me. Mm -hmm. No, it's embarrassing. We're going to drink. You know what I mean? Just Because I feel like a bar is just like the lighting's low. It's it's more prep for like conversation. Food is more about the eating than the socializing for me. This for okay, I agree. And I also, when I really boil it down, when I think about it, why it bothers me so much, I think like the act of mastication, like chewing your food, is yeah. so fucking animalistic and gross. Yeah. And it's like I'm not gonna show up here and masturbate on our first date either. Yes. So like, let's just keep the animal shit at home. Let's just throw some alcohol in the situation, like two fucking adults, and call it a night. I feel oh, but like... you also have that thing where, like, you're sensitive. <laughs> so I think it's more about that than. No, I feel like not, when you... no I'm not sensitive to chewing noises. Oh, because it is part of that, like, word. Some that, people, yeah. but I don't have that. I just. I have Kelly Ripa's noise disease. Kelly Ripa has a noise disease that I have. Brad actually has this as well. What is it? It's if I hear like certain, like I, I can't deal with nails, like someone else's nails clicking against each other because yeah. I don't like the sound of bone on bone. Like bone I, on bone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like bone on bone. Yo, but, my, my homie Ill Fate is in this room is looking at us crazy as hell right now. <laughs> and that, for some reason, when I hear that noise, it makes me want to like fucking punch someone's face. It's called misophonia. Um, Shit, maybe I got it too, because I can't stand the fucking sound of a fork scraping against a plastic that's table. Real, that's real. That drives real. me nuts. Yep, that's not fun. Styrofoam. Um, finding out that you've been suffering from, suffering from a severe mental illness your entire life. 
Hell yeah, I'd be afraid of that because my, my life's going to totally change. Like, I, I I can't go back to being ignorant. Now I got to take medicine and like, try to fix it. Before, I could just be that cool, different guy. Right. Now I'm a weirdo. Watching mold grow on nature shows. Watching mold grow? What? Yeah, watching mold grow on nature shows. Yeah, I'm afraid. I don't want to do that. Um, why, 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 why? <laughs> What you'll see I would rather look at a picture of it than watch a fucking video for an sometimes hour. Sometimes they'll put like a time lapse of mold growing. Who cares? I, that grosses me out. Watching how fast mold grows. Yeah. Taking over I don't, the whole I don't jungle. like mold. I hate it when I put out food and there's, there's mold on it. Why would I want to see it develop? No, nothing. Uh, what you'll see when you look in the mirror? Nah, I always like that. Lena Dunham's success? Uh, it's okay. Wait, mo- <laughs> I just realized, did you mean moss or do you mean mold when you ask that question? No, like any any sort of sporous anything. I don't want to see it grow. Uh, dancing in public? Nah, I'm all the way with it. I ain't afraid at all. Singing in public? Not at all. What? It's what I do. It's just one of the questions, <laughs> my friend. Missing out on events or parties? Uh, if it's something that I've never experienced before, Yes. Having to go to events or parties? Yes. <laughs> that you're a fraud? No, because I'm, I'm real as it can get, you dig? Uh, that no one would ever romantically love you if your face got burned off with acid? I'm not afraid of that because I got so much game that someone right. fall in love with me. No <laughs> I love what. that answer. Mispronouncing someone's name every time you see them and never being corrected? Yes, and I've done that. I, I mispronounced this girl's name for like a whole year. What was and it? And nobody, I don't even want to mention okay. it. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm feeling residual embarrassment I for you. Like, I like mispronounced her name for like a year straight. So much so that, that like folks would ask me her name and I would be the one like, no, you're saying it wrong. <laughs> so multiple people started calling her what I thought it was. And then she was just finally like, that's that's not my fucking name. Oh, but like, you know what? Shit. It took her a year to correct you. True, true. <laughs> you know what I mean? She was, like, she that's was on playing you. along the whole time. Right. Yeah, that's on her. Uh, <laughs> spending a week in Times Square. Hell yeah, I'm afraid of that. Yeah. I hate going to Times Square. Contracting an STD. Yes, I'm afraid of that. I don't want an STD. It sucks. <laughs> Blindly reaching into a bag of jelly beans and putting one in your mouth without looking at it. I'm definitely afraid of that. I don't even like jelly beans. Going through TSA. If I'm hella late for my flight, which is more often than not, then I'm absolutely afraid of it. You got to get to the airport early, Tony. We're going to talk about man, this for you. I usually do, but every every three months... There's this one flight where I'm barely making it, where I, like I miss my alarm or something. It, it always happens. Now, how are you getting in your Hudson News time if you're going to the airport late? You're not getting any magazines, oh, any no, snacks. I, nah, I'm I'm trying to skip all that. I, I'm like rushing straight from TSA straight to boarding the plane, which I've done mad times. Needles. Yeah, all right. I ain't I ain't really afraid of them. I've 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 like had so many needles in me in in, in this medical age that it's whatever. What's in tap water? Yeah, because sometimes it just leaves a really gross feeling in your throat. And I, and I hate it when my throat feels funny. Spending a month or more with your family and only your family. Ooh. <laughs> um, if I, I would have been more afraid of it when I was younger and it was more boring. But now that I'm older, I'm kind of like cherishing the moment for the most part. But I'm, I'm, I would still need breaks. Like, let me step outside and, like, smoke a joint or something. Just, you know, get get my mind right. Because too much family can just, like, 
Man, I you, find that weed is very important when I spend a lot of time with my family. Weed goes hand in hand. I have to say, Shauna and I started smoking. My mom and I started smoking together last time she was out here, and it's a righteous new level of our relationship. Wait, my so friend. like, <laughs> did you enjoy that time together? Was it weird? Did you like doing that with you? Oh, well, I was sad as fuck because I had just gone through a breakup, so I was just like loving. I just got my weed card like three days earlier and was like loving life. Like, I was at the dispensary, like, three times a day. Like, what else you got? Yes. Uh, well, Sunday night. What was night. your mom, like, high? Uh, the same. Yeah. Like, I realized that as soon as I started smoking pot, I was like, oh, my mom's a fucking stoner. Oh, That's like why she's like that. <laughs> this so is... you had never realized that your mom smoked weed? No, she'd lie. I mean, God bless, but yeah. she did what you do, and you don't tell your kids you did drugs. Yes. And so she, I didn't, yeah. yeah. So, so how'd you figure out, like, because I was like, I, the way that I am now when I am stoned makes me feel like I'm dealing with my mother. And that, because I, my mom has kind of like a stonery, like, wow. Shauna's like a woman of nature. Like, Shauna's an artist. Like, she's got walking sticks, but she's also like Boston, like fucking tough ass. Like, I wish your mom was here hell, right now. But I want to meet her. Shauna's great. She's I great. I want to meet her. November, hey, mom, she'll be a- Molly's mom, holler at your boy, wherever you are. <laughs> no, she will actually holler at your boy, and you don't even know. Like, you, don't, Shauna's going to be texting you all the time. Hey, 832-282. <laughs> Sunday nights. Sunday nights? No, yeah. they're cool. That you have bad body odor or breath, and no one knows how to tell you. Man, no, but... Back in the day, as a teenager especially, I was concerned. Because in high school, every day during lunch, we'd usually play basketball. Right. And then we'd go to class, and I'd always be like, damn, dude, you fucking stink right now? Like, <laughs> you know, girls are around. We're, we're just getting in, like, the groove of them. Yeah. It was it. it had Puberty's me embarrassing. Had me a little shook. Can't even lie. Commitment? Mm, depends on what I'm committing to. Becoming homeless? Mm-hmm. I definitely don't want that to happen. So, yes, I'm afraid of it. Change? Nah. Change gonna come. Falling in love with a stripper or sex worker? Hell yeah, because, you know, I you know I rock with all people and I respect all people. But in my experience, strippers tend to be alcoholics. There and, goes your credit like score. chicks that do porn tend to be into... I love that. I love that you just said strippers are alcoholics. That's news to me. And by the way, it makes total sense. Dude, like not not even to like shame that. And I'm speaking generally. I'm being very general. There's always exceptions. But in my experience as a 27-year-old man, strippers and girls in porn that I've met tend to not really work in committed relationships. Yeah. I guess I would say I have the personality of a stripper then. That makes sense. <laughs> I mean, you, you do have a wine Bible. <laughs> That's <here>. mine. <laughs> That's this drunks. Uh, vomiting. <laughs> uh, vomiting. Yeah, I hate vomiting, man. I hate it, man. When I was younger, like in my early 20s, I would drink and fucking throw up every, every couple months at least. Oh, yeah. And I remember I was late for a plane. And I was so hungover when I got into the plane, like like the baggage check area, I fucking threw up all over my shoes right in front of this family. And I was so embarrassed, like, oh, I'm a piece of shit right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's the worst. So, yes, I hate throwing up. I haven't really, like, I don't really throw up much now. But if I had to, I'd be very upset. It makes your mouth stink. You just feel funny. 
Well, actually, you feel better after I like throw it. up sometimes. Yeah. So, to be honest, like if I got to throw up, I would rather do Because you're not like that. writhing in nausea anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Get it out. Bugs. Nah. Bugs are cool. They're, they're kind of like us. Being fisted. I have, yeah, I don't want to be fucking fisted. What? <laughs> Where? <laughs> Is there a right answer? Um, unusually good-looking people. No, I like them. Uh, the dentist. No, nah, I mean, I actually got a cool-ass dentist back home, back in Houston. He's like a young black dude. He's he's fucking cool as hell. Uh, what's his name? I don't remember. Okay. But, but I mean, I only see him like like every six months. But every time I do see him, he's mad cool. I understand. Those two things are not mutually exclusive. Yeah. Death. Yeah, because I'm afraid of being in deep space. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't want to die. <laughs> I like the way your mind works, knowing what your hot dog's made of. Yeah, I don't. I don't even eat a hot dog. Crying in public. Man, I don't think I've ever. Well, I've cried like a funeral. But you know what? Since I've never done it, I'm not afraid. So I, I would like to do it in like maybe a club or something and just see what, what people do. We like, can arrange that. It might be cool, actually. Folks might be with it and, and just have a mass crying session. I think that you session. do. I think that people would like that, especially if it wasn't something that came out a lot. I think if once every three years you cried in the club, people would like that. What if I cried on stage and made the entire audience cry? I think that's beautiful. That would be an amazing You know who moment. did that? Who? R. Kelly at Bonnaroo. Did he I really? fucking wept. Well, no, because I was on a lot of drugs too, but it was oh, very, very, drugs very beautiful. Cry, it was, sure. there was a security guard, a security guard crying to keep it on the down low so hard. Wow. He was sobbing, like full body sob. And like, I felt, it was really emotional too because a lot of the Bonnaroo security guards are Hurricane Katrina victims that wow. um, like come out and work. They get recruited to work for yeah. Bonnaroo for the weekend in in Tennessee. Uh, so like this guy like probably is nothing. He's keeping it on the down low. He's fucking sobbing. Probably like wow. dealing with drunk girls all day. It just was the most emotional thing I've ever seen. And then he let 50 doves out. Over the crowd. That's beautiful. There's an R. Kelly song called I Wish that made me cry recently. Oh, yeah. And it reminded me of my grandma. That is a good song. Enough. You know, I do like R. Kelly, which is sad. He's, he's you know, I have a problem with he's it. A, all the other a, rapists. He's a but... great artist, but he's a bad person. Yeah. And and for me, I can separate the two usually. Uh, Being with a man or a woman who's crying in public? Oh, no, no. Being with a woman who's crying in public. I hate it every time. <laughs> I don't like it. Breakfast, right? <laughs> Would it be worse if it was a man crying in public with you? Nah, because then it's probably like the close homie, and it's and it's you know it's like we we're like cool. But I think a a girl could like cry and not even know you that well. But if you're a homie or or a man's gonna be crying in public with you, y'all are probably very close in some aspects. It's very true. Um, being arrested for a murder you didn't commit? Hell yeah. I personally really get annoyed when I'm accused of doing shit that I didn't do. And I've been frustrated by it my entire life. Every time I get accused of something that I didn't do, it pisses me off completely. And I can accept stuff when I am wrong and just admit to it. But if I know that I'm totally clear and I'm innocent, it fucking aggravates me. Yeah, well, I know it kills there's been tons people of people like that have had that happen and have died over it, have been in jail over it, have been shunned for it. And I don't, I don't fucking stand for that shit. Yeah. Heights. Hugs? Heights. Heights. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Uh, the, idea, <laughs> <laughs> the idea that your worst enemy might be right about you? 
No. Because <laughs> he's fucking wrong. What? Birds. <laughs> birds? Yeah. Nah, birds are cool. Birds are pretty for the most part. I agree. All right, so that was Do You Fear That? Now we're going to take our calls. Are you ready to take our calls? Hell yeah. I think we have some good ones for you. Let's do this. Hey, Mal. This is Nakaya. I'm totally calling because I hear you have that Tony on. And my whole life, I've just totally fantasized about being with a rapper. Like, when I'm alone, it's my biggest thing. It's all I can think about. So I'm totally wondering, um, that Tony... You can advise me on, like, how to get with a rapper without seeming too thirsty, even though I'm totally dehydrated in that department, if you know what I'm saying. So, thanks. I'd love for you to answer my question. Um, Yeah. All right, yo. So, it's mad simple, man. Lots of rappers are single, and they're looking for chicks, especially chicks that are into them because they're rappers. Now, keep in mind, if you're going into it with that perspective... You need to be looking for something casual. Like, don't go into it off the bat. Like, you don't trying to hop in a relationship with this rap dude. But if you just want to hang out, have a one-night stand, uh, you know, just, just, just have some fun shit, or even build a little more than friends type of relationship, friends with benefits style shit, it's mad easy. Show up to the dude's show, fucking praise him, holler at him, and he'll probably choose you if he's into you. It's mad simple. It's easier than you think. Like, I think even you could go to rapper's concert while he's on stage, slide him your phone, and chances are he'll put his number in it, and you're ready to go. Okay. Don't stress. But here's my cue. Like, do you really want to get with someone because of their job title? Because I will tell you, it's that thing that we were talking about, how girls take no time to, like, start crying over some shit. Mm -hmm. It's when a guy has anything going for him at all, that's when a girl's brain goes fucking nuts. Word up. Like, that's when it's like, oh, shit, like, we're, like, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to like his parents, and, like, how are we going to get married if I don't like his parents? And, like, what is, you know, is he going to convert? Like, people go to (laughs) crazy-ass places, right, the first time you, like, think you might have a chance of sleeping with someone. So do you really want to, maybe this girl might not want to unlock Pandora's box, is all I'm saying. I mean, she might, though. Like, I think the common thing here isn't just people want to date somebody for their job title or just hook up with somebody for their job title. It's really based on their success. I don't think this young lady just wants to fuck any rapper. I think she wants to fuck a rapper that's at least popping. You know what I mean? Right, like Drake. Yeah, Drake or even, you know... Somebody, just like some somebody you, that has something seemed, going on. She's even, a little bit into you, dude. Even someone like me, someone of my status. You know, yeah. I you know I play spots like the Echo and the Bootleg Theater. Rappers that play those <laughs> like spots that. are pretty ill too. Yeah, not just the ones at Staples Center, but I think you know there's why? such a wide variety. Because your shows are intimate. You know my, what I think? My shows I are ass- intimate. I assume- I'm all about intimacy. If you're at Staples Center, your dick's dirty. Like, if you made it all the way to Staples Center, your dick is dirty as hell. Like, I can't fuck with that. All the way to the Staples Center, and you've got, you don't have gonorrhea. Okay. Wow. Like, you don't even get tested anymore if you're at the Staples Center. You're like, this is a a catch all. That's what that is. They're like, I'll just take whatever because there's nothing money can't fix. So, so if they make it to the Hollywood Bowl, their dick dick has completely fallen off. Yes. It might I as totally well. Totally disagree. I think the more popping you get, the less you fuck around with just any thirsty ass little chick. You know what I mean? You're, but you're, there's you're a more lot selective. Of, a lot of vagina on the way up. But but still, <laughs> on that way up, 
it's more quality than quantity. And I think it's the reverse that leaves you with a, with a dirty dick. You know what I mean? So chances are, if you're playing a stable center and you're making money, you're probably really mindful of who you're going to fuck. Right. And you've definitely got an STD test in the last couple months. Cause you, Absolutely. You, yeah, you have the yes. money to get checked out by a doctor. You need to stay alive and healthy and keep making money. You got to get that <laughs> pop, dude. Get the Q-tip shoved up that dick. Man, I can't believe that's what takes. they fucking do to dudes. <laughs> whatever that's it takes. That's violent. I mean, what they do to chicks is pretty bad, too. But a Q-tip in the dick, that's so rude. Hey, man. Hey, whatever it takes. And I don't I don't know that that's supposed to work like that. I it's just a don't, medical I, I don't miracle. know. I mean, wow, it's really like that's always been a lot for me to process. All right, well, I think we've done Micaiah here. Much uh, love to you, man, and I yeah. hope you fuck a rapper really soon. Yeah. All right, bye girl. Hi, my name is Jillian. I'm calling for some advice. I don't have enough money. I got fired from my job probably about 3 weeks ago. Um out of nowhere and I just starting a new job and they're only paying me hourly and I'm so used to getting tips that I just don't know what to do. So if you could let me know what I should do, that'd be great. Thank you. Well, I don't know, Jillian, you actually legally can never lose your job for no reason. True. So there's actually, you did lose your job for a reason. Very true. <laughs> so there's that Jillian. Uh, you can't supplement your income, get a new fucking job. Pretty, pretty simple. I mean, there's no, everyone has to work, man. And some jobs pay some, some amounts and some jobs pay some others amounts. Yeah, man. <laughs> Life is an economic roller coaster. Sometimes you might make very little money. Sometimes you might make a lot of money. Yeah. Don't trip too much about this pay cut. Just add a little side hustle to make up for the money that you're missing. Like drive Uber or something on like the side of your new shitty job. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. That's I a, wanna, a good way I, to compensate. When I got a two-door, when I got my Mini Cooper, I was so fucking pissed at myself after. Because I was like, now I can never drive an Uber. I mean, I guess if I want, I could rent a Toyota Corolla for a month and write the great American novel about uh, driving a Toyota Corolla around Los Angeles. Fuck that. You got to own a badass car if you want to be a successful Uber. You can't just rent one. Dude, I have to say, (laughs) I treated myself to an Uber Plus last night. How was it? It was a Lexus, and it was real nice that's what i'm talking about i was friday i felt like you know what i'm it's friday you deserve it man's out of town i'm going out with a girl i want to ride in alexis i think i deserve ladies if your man is out of town you better pull up in alexis every time i see you all right uh what do you think about this girl i think she's a loser I think I'm really curious about why she got fired from her job. I, I think know. she probably fucked up. Probably but like she steals. did bounce back at a new job in three weeks. So that's pretty good. Do you think she like fucked the manager? Oh, dude, she fucked the manager. She dude. totally did. That's why. Because she's like, for no reason. Jillian she also said that, the that she used to make tips. What was her last job? Was was she a uh, stripper? No. But, I mean, they make tips too. She could be a I fucking know. alcoholic stripper. We've learned this. Wow, Jillian, I, I, wish, I wish you were alive right now so I could find out if you're an alcoholic stripper or not. What did you do before you, you started rapping to make money? I've had a string of jobs. My very first job was at Abercrombie. Oh, I love that. Were you that. shirtless in front or not? I was in the back. <laughs> <laughs> and it was lit. And my next job was like a little <laughs> shitty coffee place. And then from there on, it was like another little shitty food place. But Abercrombie was my first job. And it was kind of live because I was with my girlfriend at the time. I, I, walked, into Aber- I walked into Abercrombie to say what's up to a friend getting off work. 
and I'm leaving and he's like, oh, by the way, do you still need a job? And I was like, yeah, I've never had one. He turns to his manager and is like, yo, can you hire him? She's like, come in the next morning. So I never applied. It's my first job ever. It's, it's totally lax. I, I'm like thinking I got to work really hard, like show up on time and it's a big deal. I, I start showing up. It's totally BS. Like they're playing music in the back. People are like taking breaks, smoking weed. Kids are coming hella late. The managers are like 20 years old. It's a total joke. I was going to say, okay, I thought this was going to go somewhere else when you said your girlfriend was there. Because my mind immediately went to you work at Abercrombie. You're fucking on those jeans in the back. No, but I did make out with a girl in the back of Abercrombie that worked there. It was lit. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> I around second, like, did you go to, or it was just dude? I, I actually met then I met three girls from my first Abercrombie job that were all tight. <laughs> they were all fucking tight. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So I think in the spirit of a young Tony, Jillian might have fucked uh, some some people or like you know made out with someone in the back of of the work and got fired that's what i think happened i'm keep a little fucking, stoned i'm sorry keep fucking and get your money jillian <laughs> you guys i'm sorry next call <laughs> hi molly uh something that's been bothering me is uh there's a guy i don't know if you've heard of him his name is donald trump and uh he's leading in the polls so i was trying to figure out what am i going to do to my kid when he takes over and it's the apocalypse should I just, I don't know, send them away somewhere or how are we going to make it uh, when Trump's here and we're all slaves again? Thanks. So this is so delicious because it's also like my favorite subject. <laughs> I love any sort of like figuring out my apocalypse scenario. Yes. And I'm always in a really <laughs> difficult situation for this because I have a dog. Yeah. And in a situation like that, I believe two things. If you don't have a gun, you're waiting to get shot. And anything like that is just extra baggage. I love Wags, but realistically, the journey for him is going to be very difficult. So this faces me with a really painful decision. Do I try to bring him with me for as long, I can, as, long as I can, knowing that inevitably he's not going to be able to survive in this post-apocalyptic world? I mean, if I can't survive, I definitely would like to think of him running around, but he's going to get killed. So, so do I snap his neck? Which is sadder for you? Losing the dog immediately or waiting to watch the dog starve and just die next to you? So this is what I say, Tony. I agree with you. But the idea of snapping my dog's neck or whatever it is I have to do yeah. is really painful for That's me. That's pretty gruesome. And when you say to someone, I guess I would just have to kill. I mean, do you, what do you do with your baby? What do you do with your little kid if they dude, can't take care of themselves? They're the future of the world. Dude, this, this is so dark and fucked up. And it made me really sad. But I had a roommate once that killed his own dog because he couldn't take care of the dog. Oh, my God. That's insane. the worst thing I've ever heard. It was heard. so insane Why and dark and creepy. Why did just put it in that? Out. I know. I know, dude. It was fucking crazy. Oh, my God. Where is, where I, is he and now? And I, I found this out like maybe two weeks before I moved out. And and when I heard that, I was like, all right, I'm 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 really out of here. Oh, this, my this, God. This, this, this was here in L.A. Very bizarre. That's, what kind of dog was it? I don't remember, but it was like a fucking puppy. It was it was fucked up. Oh, that it was is fucked up. Not okay. It that's was not it was cool. so not. I was I damn near want to call the cops. Like it, yo, no, that's a murderer. That's like gotta be a crime. Yeah, it is a crime. Jesus, fucking crazy. No, that is crazy. Because by the way, it's not because he can't take care of it. Sound like something Donald Trump would do though. Because anyone, yeah, I know. So, so what do you think about this? this Donald, Donald Trump? Trump. He's a joke. He's an idiot. 
It's a fucking joke, like most Americans. He's leading in the polls because the people coming out right now are voting to vote for jokes. Like, Yeah, and, and he's speaking in people's mind. All that fucking fucked up white supremacist shit that he spews, that's how <laughs> a lot of Americans feel. Right. And that's the fucking truth. Here's the thing. His tagline is like, make America great again. And it's like, okay, what time period specifically is he talking about that it was Probably great? Slavery. Right. You know? <laughs> Maybe the Reconstruction period. <laughs> I love how people, and it tends to be people on the right side. You know. Like the Clinton era, maybe he's talking about. <laughs> I mean, I guess so, but I like I never want to go back. Like I, um, I always throw out this hypothetical to people when I'm trying to make conversation because I'm very awkward. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> um, I always ask, well, if you had to be sent backwards or forward in time, and you can't come back to the present, where would you go? Would you rather go in the future and get stuck there? Or would you go somewhere in the past? And if you would go in the past, where in the past would you go? Hmm. Good question. One hand, I would say let's go back to the past because we know what's going to happen and maybe we can cash in and live like kings and queens. Mm, back to the future. But as far as I know, every bit of the past has been pretty fucked up. Yeah, and the even if future, you didn't have that preemptive knowledge as a black man you could only go so far. yeah and even then it's it's it just gets worse and worse yeah. but who is to say the future is going to be better That's either the thing. at at least if i went back in the past i would know what i'm dealing with so i might go back to like you know I'm, i might go back to like the the 90s or something where like rappers made hella money and i just be really good and make hella money and mm. just live like a famous 90s rapper and hang out with like tupac that'd be cool that'd be really cool yeah, I think I would. I mean, ever since Sunny told me about that super artificial intelligence shit, I've been on. I've been on one, so I like would never go to the future. I'm not interested. Actually, I really have no interest. What time in the past would you? Go I have to? an old soul. I I would probably go to like. I definitely wouldn't do America. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, Europe that. somewhere old as hell. I don't know, but like not too old. I mean, I want lights and stuff. Not like pre-language and time as we've been speaking about lately uh, what, but what's the best time in the past like can we all agree on any one time period that was the best time no because because to me everything is still evolving people are still getting basic civil rights you know what i mean i mean so, i think new york in the 70s would be like sexy it, it, it'd be pretty I mean, lit i would go to fucking 1980 new york city and i turn think about all new york up. in the 70s so much a cocaine lot. and nighttime stuff just like fun stuff Dude, everyone's punk. fucking there's no aids like everyone's yeah, doing lit. it any like any std you had could be cured with like penicillin and yeah, everyone just out. like eats coke all the time like and so you're so skinny and your fashions are amazing I would I would go like 1974 New York. I would go with you. Yeah. All right. I'll see you there, dude. All right. Let's take our next call. <laughs> let's all trip on a Donna Summer track. We're <laughs> Studio 54 together. I would love that. Okay. So we got a letter. It's long as fuck. You guys need to really start. This is from Elise. Elise, get your shit together. I, I gotta re- say, like a lot of times, people will use the letter as a way because they kept getting cut off by the voicemail, and it's like <laughs> the voicemail. Take a like, hint, bitch. You have, exactly. Like the voicemail <laughs> gives you about three minutes to tell a story. Like I can recount all of World War Two in three minutes. Yeah. So if you can't tell your drama in three minutes, like get it together. Absolutely. Seriously, no, for real. I wish everyone knew that they are not more interesting than thirty words can say. 
way. You are not. Like anything more than that is just masturbatory and you need to get out of your head. That being said, we love your letters. Please send them to ask please <laughs> State your fucking problem. <laughs> all right, here's a letter. Uh, hey guys, I love your show and listen to it all the time. I wonder if you could help me figure out some of my issues. I'm 24 years old, been living with my boyfriend for five years. She got into the relationship quickly, straight out of another long-term relationship she had in high school. It's been a pretty rough relationship. They've had good moments, but it's more bad than good. Mm. He gets really angry easily, constantly puts her down. He ignores her. He has weird ideas and logic about everything. He's controlling, gets jealous. Seems like he has no ambition. Uh, he's been working the same dead-end job for years, uh, He has, a, but he has a good degree, and he doesn't support her achievements. It's almost like he resents her for being more successful in his career and her career than him. Sure. He doesn't like her family. He's made it hard to keep her friends um, because... He has only bad things to say about them when she talks about them, even if he's never met them before. Uh, he doesn't help her out cleaning. He's uh, constantly accusing her of lying and saying um, she's lying, lying about money and where she's been and uh, that she's uh, never – and she says, I've never uh, given him a reason not to trust me and I've always been loyal. So he's a psychopath. Okay. Um, so you're hey, dating a psychopath. I got to hear both sides of the story. I know. <laughs> So she says, this is just a small part of how things are with us. And I don't know if all the good times are worth all of this. I almost feel like I'm being brainwashed because every time he says something mean to me and I get upset about it, he turns the whole argument on me and turns me into the villain somehow, even though I am just reacting to him being mean to me. I try to talk things out with him, but every time I bring up any hint of something that something is his fault, he won't listen. He just gets angry. It seems like the only way to end an argument with him is to just break down and agree with him. Oh, girl. Sorry, this is so long. I guess my question is, what the hell is wrong with me and uh, that I can't leave this guy? I know in my head that it's not okay. I've never really been single, and sometimes it's very appealing to me now that I'm older, but I guess I'm scared of the unknown, and I don't want to have – and I, she doesn't want to hurt him. Okay, cool. So, uh, been there. Look, this is my relationship journey as well. People are always shocked by this, but when I get into a long-term relationship, I'm – like so ride or die that my head like exists completely up my ass and I have no idea how I'm being treated. Like you could literally be like stabbing me with a knife and be like, no girl, I'm not stabbing you. And I'd be like, oh, okay. Cause it felt like it, but I'm sorry. So, and yeah, I'm sorry. I questioned your character. Like that, that is my relationship journey. And I'll tell you why we do that. It's because we're adult children of alcoholics, honey. You are a codependent person. It's Okay. Go to an Al-Anon meeting. You have codependency issues. That's fine. Dude, Tony, what do you like, think? Sounds like this is a common problem that people have. People get into these serious relationships really young before they even get to know themselves. And they feel trapped because there is a codependency issue. And it's kind of hard to break it because breaking it is going into the unknown. But I think if you're a young person, and that means anybody under 25 especially and have been in a serious relationship and never had a chance to just be an adult and just explore and just learn who you are you need that for yourself to be sane i always agree i i'm like anytime someone writes in saying like i'm 23 and i don't know how i feel about my boyfriend i'm like just break up break with up. them because y'all are gonna break up like break very up. few people stay with the person they got with when they were 19 anymore. and when you're feeling all that like You'd you'd be lying to yourself to not go in, into that. Like if you're gonna write us this long ass letter and you're gonna tell us about all these bad things that your boyfriend does or the or the bad things that he makes you feel, then it's clear where you stand. There is definitely not a lot of good going on because if it was good, you wouldn't even write us. 
Here, I mean, here's the thing. You do have to take responsibility for your feelings. You are saying, like, you do choose. Yeah. I have to say, when she's like, these are not small things, I'm like, oh, it sounds like the entire temperature of your life is dictated by this guy, and you're yeah. saying that that's not, that's just a small thing. Yeah. That's, that is everything. Your quality of life, your ability to breathe is everything. Um, if you don't have that right now, you're just cheating yourself. But I also know what it's like to not be able to, like, quit a person. And also, there's a lot of people out there that, like, manipulate people emotionally and, and and kind of make them attached, you know? Like, this guy doing the back and forth of shitting on her and then making up for it, that's just, like, a roller coaster of, like, emotions that, that kind of makes it hard for anybody to think clearly, man or woman. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. And I think that also the way that he sounds so controlling like that that sounds like it's coming completely from a place of insecurity. Like yeah, he needs totally. to keep his thumb on her because yeah. like, because God forbid, he probably knows she's awesome and that he's troubled. Like that's often when that dynamic comes up. I mean, you feel like you're being brainwashed. Actually, yeah, that's called gaslighting. Like that's a real thing. You look that up, gaslighting. It's based on a movie called Gaslight where a guy <laughs> convinces a woman mm -hmm. That yeah, she's not movie. fucking crazy. Really? And, uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's like very manipulative. Like, it's amazing how manipulative people can be, like, other, to other human beings to the point where they drive each other insane. Yeah. And a lot of times people write into the show or they call into the show already knowing the, knowing the answer, but just hearing someone else say it kind of validates whatever internal feelings they have. Absolutely. So it's, like, obvious to us that she should dump this guy because like 80% of that letter is like how horrible he is to her. Yeah. Right. And your know, chances <laughs> are they're both going through the same thing. This guy might be being a dick because he has the frustrations of, yo, I've never been single. I'm like starting to grow up. Like, you know, he's, he's like feeling the pressure of, damn, he's in a job that should he I, hates. should I be out there on my own? But I'm kind of scared of it. And for some people, that turns into anger, into stressing people out, into putting off all that frustration onto someone else. Right. So. I, I fucking dumped my high school boyfriend or my college boyfriend because he wasn't ambitious. He followed me out here and, and I was just like, you're fucking like the worst. Like you, you couldn't sense. even get a job at uh, FedEx because he like couldn't pass his piss test. And I was like, you're a fucking loser. Like we went to Boston College. Like yeah. you need to get your shit together. And he was also just terrible. Uh, People got to gotta grow with each other. Like yeah. if you're going in this one direction, your partner needs to be doing something too. Like Look, if I have a great job and you're a fucking bum, that's not balanced. If two some, people some, growing, somebody is like mm -hmm. depleting the next person, you know, it's not fair. You can't have a relationship where one person's actively working on themselves and the other person's not. But I will tell you that after I dumped this guy several years later, he did join a pyramid scheme that I think is ruining his life. But he very much does not feel that way. And he wanted to thank me for pushing him because he said he would have never figured he never would have come to L.A. if it wasn't for me. And he never would have, would have figured out his job. But he also spent $100,000 following Tony Robbins around the country. So he's crazy. Um, Who's Tony Robbins? He's like a motivational speaker. <laughs> okay. Really yeah. Got you. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It all has a weird Christian slant. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, Ross. Um, don't want to tell you my name or my age or my location. Well, I'll tell you I'm 24. Um, just because this is like a really specific story, I'm scared somehow someone will be able to like, I don't know, figure out that it's me. Anyways, I casually dated this guy for about three months. Um, we were both kind of out of long-term relationships and both said like we didn't want anything serious. Um, I'm living in a new city. 
kind of the first person I really met since being here, first person since my last relationship. Anyways, three months into the relationship, um, I got pregnant. And um, it was about two weeks of us just, like, freaking out. Um, decided that I wanted to keep it. And um, he told me he wanted to be supportive of me. And we bickered some, but it all, all in all, he handled it like a man. Um, anyways, a couple weeks later, I found out I had a miscarriage. Um, and I was relieved. I didn't really know how to feel about it, but I was still kind of sad in a weird way. Um Anyways, after that happened, he pretty much said that, like, he doesn't want anything to do with me because every time he looks at me, he sees that situation and he just can't, he can't handle thinking about it. Um, so, initially I was like, good, I'm, I don't, like, that's fine, we weren't serious, whatever, you know, it was just this horrible thing that happened. Um, but he said he wanted to be friends down the line. Anyways, it's been about a month now, and, um, I'm trying not to cry, but I don't know why I'm still so, like, I miss him so bad. And I didn't even really think that I liked him that much. And I just am so, like, mourning this whole situation. Um, one of my friends told me I should see a therapist. But um, I think I have a pretty healthy grasp on everything. I'm just missing him a lot. I don't, it's not really affecting my daily life or anything, but it's just, I don't know. Is there, what do I do in this situation? Should I, you know, I blocked his number and I deleted him from Facebook, not because he's contacting me, but just so I don't like sit around wishing that he would. Um, but I don't really know how to get over some, like I've had to get over guys a million times in my life, but I don't know how to get over someone that you went, when I went through something like this so emotional with and you got to be so close with so quickly because of the situation. Like, how do I get over it? It seems like we were dating for years because of the situation. So, and here's something about the story, Maul Bishop. Uh, I am a bad drunk texter just anyways, but I've been like crazy drunk texting him over the past two weekends. Either I text him and tell him that I'm like, love him, which I don't, but that I, like, you know, want to see him, or that um, I hate him and he's just a garbage punk, but, like, um, so, yeah, I mean, he's nice about it, but I don't know. Anyways, so how do I get over it? How do I, how do I move on from this bizarre situation? Thank you. Well, this is sensitive because... I don't think we can say that her miscarriage was in any way well, like what was supposed to happen, but yeah. it does unfortunately seem like it it was a good thing that you're not having a child with this person. Yeah. Uh I mean, it sounds like I actually have always wondered how a couple comes back from that. I've always wondered that. And there was a couple in college that I remember did manage to make it work, but that really fascinated me because I was like, I don't know if I'd be able to look at like a guy who got me pregnant and neither had to have an, I mean, we would have had to have had an abortion. I was in, I was no way going to have a baby in college. Uh, And that, uh, uh, I, man, I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> I, mean, I think it's tough because I think the main thing drawing her back to this guy isn't that she loves him. I don't think it's a romantic thing. I think that she's very young 
and just had a traumatic experience that that a lot of women don't go through. And she's she needs closure. Actually, a lot of women do go. Miscarriages are so fucking common. That's one thing I found out. Like that, no one talks about it See, because yeah, it's a seem, shameful it's, issue. It seems like it doesn't happen often. It's a shame based issue for a lot of people, but a lot of people don't talk about it because yeah. one, people don't announce their pregnancies often before the third month. Yeah. But two, I think that a lot of people don't want to further jinx pregnancies or feel fair. It's very vulnerable about it, but. Um, well, just in general, I think that she's she's gone through something that's very hard for True. anybody to go through. And she may need some closure in that department. And initially, the guy was kind of leading her to believe that he was down with it. Things might be different if off the rip, his, his attitude was, I don't want any part of this. But I think it's 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 the intenseness of the situation Plus, this guy saying that he's down to work with you through this difficult time and then suddenly dropping out after a traumatic thing happens to you. That's just one big world of shit. But do guys really feel like they have a... Like, I find that most of the guys I know anyway probably would... They always just default to the woman in that sort of scenario and wouldn't yeah. even be vocal. I, I wonder how much of a choice sometimes a guy like that would feel he True. has because if he was anything, if he was like, no, I think you should get an abortion, like that, guys who say things like that, that winds up getting blurted out to the kids sometime when they're, <laughs> when yeah. the mom's drunk and angry, you know? Like your dad told me to abort you. That's the like, guys don't say that shit. I actually yeah. really feel guys are, usually are pretty like try to be cool about it, Which even is if what they're this not. Guy probably try to do, you know. Even for him, this 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 is a big shock for like everybody. Like, like he's just hanging out with this girl, hooking up with her for like a couple months. Suddenly she's pregnant and she wants to keep it, and they're very young. You know, that's a that's a lot of pressure, and I can see why he would step up and say, yo, I'm going to be a part of this and I'm I'm going to help. And I can also see why he's dodging her now because he probably feels like, yo, I dodged a bullet or something. Not to say that he's doing the right thing, but I can see where he's coming from. But my best advice I mean, for he's her, definitely being a coward. Yeah, my, my best advice for her, though, is that, you know, maybe she, like, mentioned going to, you know, see a doctor, see like a, you know, therapist about it. Right. And I think that that's good. You know, I've, I was a psychology student at one point and I can see therapy as being a helpful thing, especially in a situation like this where she doesn't really have a lot of people to talk to. Even having some kind of outlet to express herself would make her feel better than just holding this all in and just letting it out in like some drunk texts. I think that if you wonder if you should go to therapy, you should go to therapy. Uh, And and also, like, the way that she's saying, I don't, I'm not sad about the miscarriage. I'm sad about him. Well, no, you're sad about him because of something very directly related to the miscarriage and the whole pregnancy thing. So you actually are upset about that, which is understandable and okay. And you definitely should talk to someone about that because... I, I think the drunk texts are really hurting you. Yeah, those are not good. He's probably—I mean, sure. he's definitely probably a little relieved in some way when he see because he's probably freaked out. Like a girl that he knows he had a very scary thing happen with is going nuts on him on text. Yeah, when she's drunk, 
it's also a very 24 year old thing to do. I think I was, I would drunk text guys that I was mad at when I was 24. I don't do that now, but um, I, I, I think that you need to talk to someone and stop the drunk text. And I know that's hard too. Like you should, there's things you can download. There's like apps you can do. You should block them in your phone. That's what you should do. Yeah, I, I think that it's a good thing that she's tried to remove him out of her life, especially since she's making a point that he doesn't want to be in her life. Don't don't even have that outlet to reach him. There's, there's no reason to reach him at this point because he's made it clear that he doesn't want part of this. And it's no way you're going to talk somebody into caring when they've made it clear that they don't care. And by the way, that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. At Just all. Because he chose not to get like that doesn't that's not a statement about you. That's a at statement all. about him. So it's, and that's OK. Whatever it is. And by the way, everyone fucks up. I bet in like 10 years when you're like 34 and wherever you're at in your life, you will look back and be like, oh, I totally get yep. why that A, that was scary for everyone and B, like why like I acted that way and I understand why. You probably will have dealt with it. It's This is, I my understanding is that something like a pregnancy and a miscarriage is like an emotional journey. Like that's a whole, that's its own story and like it's going to continue to play out over a really long period of time. The way you feel about it, it's like a death. Like over a long period of time, you just start to, feel differently about it. Um, so, yeah. Um, all right. Thanks for calling. Bye. All right, guys. That was episode 58 of Please Advise. Tony, thank you so much for being here. Where can people find you on the internet? They can find me at Fat Tony Rap. That's F-A-T-T-O-N-Y-R-A-P. It's the same everywhere. Twitter, IG, Facebook, Pornhub, wherever you're at socially. <laughs> Where are you going to be if people want to come see you in the next couple of weeks? I'm going to actually play a show in L.A. tomorrow, September 6th. It's a Sunday. I don't know if you'll know about it. but well, um, this won't be on for three In the weeks. next couple weeks, <laughs> you can oh. catch me back in Texas playing shows. I'm, I'm playing Austin, Texas on September 11th. It's a Friday. I'm playing Houston the next day, Saturday, September 12th at the Untapped Festival. Playing San Antonio on September 19th. And that's it for September. That's that's a really good September. So holler at me. We have um like Texas, I think, is like our fifth most listening state, right? Love Texas. Like you guys. Go Texas. I we love we Texas. like y'all. We love y'all. Um you lived in Houston too. That's I for forgot like we yeah. both lived in Texas for like a month. Yeah. I'm moving. That's why I I'm loved like H-E-B. buying property. Really? You better <laughs> yes. hurry up. I'm not having kids here. They're gonna turn out retarded. Um <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for coming. And um, uh, yeah, I uh, don't. I'm a little stoned. I'm sorry. I don't know how to close this properly. Um, <laughs> Smoke weed every oh, day. Yeah. You have to read the call. R. P. Oh, 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 oh. R. Plugs. The thing that I do every week. <laughs> you guys, uh, send us your updates and call us at three two three four five zero seven four zero eight. Email us at askpleaseadvise at gmail You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud.com slash pleaseadvise. That's where we get money. So y'all should listen to that. But also subscribe on iTunes. Rate us five stars and leave a comment. Maybe we'll read it on the show. Yes. We haven't had a new comment in a while. So people just, you know, speak on your spirit about how much you like us. Yeah, please speak on your spirit. And additionally, I just want to say thank you guys so much for interacting with me on Snapchat. It's brought a lot of joy into my life. Uh, I... You guys are really cute. Like someone was asking, I, people have been asking their boyfriends if I should buy a gun. Like wow. just things that mean a lot to me. Well, that's my thing on Snapchat. I like to ask people if I should buy a gun. I like that. Um, 
no hey, one thinks me. I should buy a gun so far. Add me to your uh, Snapchat. Oh, Fat okay. Tony Rap. Okay, yeah, I will I add like you. It. And I think the whole internet will add you too. Come on with it. Fat Tony Rap. Add me on your Snapchat and send me stuff. Don't Cute. be shy. Yeah. Don't be uh, shy. I've, nice I've only gotten one pick that I thought was inappropriate. And oddly enough, it was a girl sitting on a toilet. That's nasty. No, I know. I was like, girl, come on. I don't want to see that That's shit. That's the one internet thing I don't understand. Like, why are you, like, everyone's sure. Everyone knows you probably have your phone on the toilet. Great. Why are you taking pictures? Like, that's not when you interact with that portion of media. That's ridiculous. Why do Immature. you feel that's too far? It's too far. All right, guys. Have a good week. Bye.